Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A couple things I promised, and then we will get to your calls. Mookie Betts has been traded from the Red Sox to the Dodgers. Pete Rose has a new argument for why he should be removed from Major League Baseball's ineligible list. He's 78 years old. He's been banned for more than 30 years. And as long as you're on the ineligible list, you are not able, even as the all-time hits leader, to be considered for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Some of you have strong feelings, pro and con, about that ongoing conversation as it now has a new wrinkle. Super Bowl leftovers, including actual leftovers going to hungry people and Cam Newton on Radio Row discussing his future in a Carolina Panthers uniform. College basketball, I believe in four very different ways. Mike Krzyzewski of Duke, Roy Williams of Carolina, Kevin Keats of NC State, and Danny Manning of Wake Forest are all part-time therapists and psychologists right now. I will elaborate on how and why I feel that way the day after Duke beat Boston College but struggled and got the wrath of Coach K in the aftermath. It is stupid not to listen to me. I think he's right about that, especially when it comes to winning college basketball games. He did not think his Blue Devils were listening very well as they trailed at halftime up in Chestnut Hill and as they prepare for a visit to Chapel Hill against those Tar Heels. Virginia Tech got crushed by Georgia Tech last night. The Hokies continue to fade away from anything close to NCAA tournament bubble talk. Tonight, another team near the bubble but on the wrong side as well. NC State visits Miami. UVA is right on the bubble. The Cavaliers, last year's national champion, host the Clemson Tigers. Pitt is at Notre Dame in another battle of more probably NIT-type teams. Saturday, of course, the resumption of one of America's greatest sports rivalries comes with Duke visiting Carolina. Do you throw the records out? Maybe, maybe not. I actually have some research along those lines. It is National Signing Day in college football. Mac Brown of UNC has a consensus top 20 class. Some say the Tar Heels have the second best class in the ACC behind only, of course, Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. Appreciate Coach Brown for dropping by on the second National Signing Day. The first was back in December. If you have hockey on your mind, it is also fair game. If you have the NBA's trade deadline on your mind or other basketball, you can jump in as well. Great guests for our first two hours. Phone line availability for the first time today, really, at 1-800-849-2761. I'll tell you what I am worried about and what I am not worried about when it comes to the Carolina Hurricanes. But let me give you the one thing I promised Cam Newton in his own words. Among his other stops on Radio Row at Super Bowl 54 in South Florida was one with a regular guest of ours, Marty Smith of ESPN, and what he calls Marty Smith's America. Now, Joe Person and Jordan Rodrigue, and Darren Gant, and I'd say the large majority of our NFL guests, not all of them necessarily, but most believe the Panthers are going to turn the page on at least Cam Newton. And some believe that because Matt Rule, the new head coach from Baylor, and Joe Brady, the national champion offensive coordinator from LSU, 30-year-old wonderkind who's going to take over as the Panthers' offensive coordinator, some believe that if Joe Brady doesn't like Kyle Allen's turnovers – and if you missed it, Pro Football Focus, which does a great job of dissecting video and ranking players, out of 32 starting NFL quarterbacks, they were ranked from 1 to 32. And, of course, Kyle Allen started the most games in Cam's absence for the Panthers. He was 32. So you might remember the strong start, and that was not necessarily a mirage. The guy has a nice arm. 
the guy has some nice touch. He had accuracy that was often better than what Cam Newton has showed for long stretches of his nine-year career with the Panthers as the number one overall pick back in 2011. But the turnover issues, fumbles, ball security, interceptions, and as the losses piled up, some mental mistakes as well, 32 out of 32. Who knows? Maybe the Panthers totally reboot. The rookie Will Greer looked horrible at the end. Kyle Allen's 32 out of 32, although many think he could be a quality backup quarterback, and the Panthers do control his rights for one more year. Remember that Cam Newton and the Panthers also have one more year together on contract. A lot of these other guys, like Philip Rivers, there's no existing contract with the Chargers. He is truly the free agent, right? Tom Brady, there is no contract. There's Nobody is bound to each other in any way. That's a true free agent, and those quarterback stories are going to take a few months probably to play out in the public forum and in free agency and in every other way. Eli has retired. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not retiring, and he's also said he's staying with the Miami Dolphins. But we have more loose ends among those prominent quarterbacks. Saints legend Drew Brees among them. We have more loose ends than we have tied up loose ends. And Cam, of course, is a loose end. I don't claim to know whether the true reboot is coming. But we do know this. David Tepper, Panthers owner, has said publicly that his preference is to continue forward with Cam Newton. That, of course, he can't make a commitment until he sees how healthy Cam is after his foot surgery due to the Liz Frank problem. But the public statement is, and some of you roll your eyes at such things, I don't think David Tepper has blatantly lied to us about anything. I don't think he's lying when he says his mind is open to the possibility of a healthy again Cam Newton trying to lead the Panthers back to another Super Bowl. It sounds like, and those are his words, his ideal would be if it is Cam Newton leading the Panthers back where they were in 2015. It was only five years ago, but that was the MVP version of Cam Newton. And the older beat-up version, of course, as you know, has missed huge chunks of the last two seasons with various injuries. So Tepper's on the record saying if he has his way, they're going to follow through on this one more deal at whatever, a $20 million roughly cap hit which is not horrible by modern-day quarterback cap hit standards, but it's not cheap either. And if you're not sure he's going to be productive, you don't want to pay the $20 million, obviously. But if you could get something close to the MVP version from 2015, man, that would be $20 million incredibly well spent. So Tepper's on the record. Matt Rule and Joe Brady are choosing their words really, really carefully. For all we know, they might say, I loved how Joe Burrow was dropping dimes all over college football, and I need somebody who can throw into those tiny windows the way Joe did at LSU. Well, we all know that's not Cam Newton. He has never been the most accurate guy in the world. He has never been or never had as one of his greatest strengths the ability to just drop the ball on a dime. He's amazing in short yardage when he's healthy. He's amazing with his legs, truly record-setting when he's healthy. Can he still be that after all these surgeries and after this foot issue? We don't know. Matt Rule and Joe Brady have been mostly silent or at least evasive. But David Tepper says his ideal is Cam one more year. And Cam Newton, if you hear him in his own words here, I think you'll agree with me. This sounds like a Cam Newton. Some of you are going to roll your eyes again and say nobody truly speaks with the heart. Everything is manufactured. Everything is contrived. David Tepper's words were contrived. Cam's are going to be contrived. To me, David Tepper 
was not lying to us when he said his ideal is Cam stays with the Panthers. And if you listen to Cam in his own words here, I think you'll agree this sounds like a guy speaking from the heart. Cam is a lot of things, but at his core, he's a little kid who loves the game of football. And of course, at some point, he's going to listen to his agent. And the agent is going to say, man, how can you let the Panthers have one more year of you when it's only at that number? And what if you get hurt again when if you force them to cut you, somebody out there is going to give you a multi-year deal with more guaranteed money. And then I, as your agent, have to advise you as a man now in his 30s, you don't know how many years you have left. What's the dream scenario? You get healthy again and maybe you play through your 30s. What's the disaster scenario? And this is what the agent has to say. He or she is obligated to tell his client or her client the downside. The downside, Cam, is if you play on that one-year deal and you get hurt again, you're not getting any money from anybody ever again, guaranteed or otherwise. The Cam Newton who spoke on Radio Row was the little kid that I believe was being transparent. Now, maybe you'll say, well, as soon as he talks to his agent, he's going to change his tune. And there's no way he's going to agree to the debt, you know, this one final year on this deal at that price tag. But you listen. Maybe you just have less faith in humanity than I do. Maybe you believe this is contrived and one or both parties are just saying what they want the world to hear rather than whatever is in their heart. I haven't seen anything from David Tepper or Cam Newton to think that they are BSing us. This is what Cam Newton said in South Florida on Marty Smith's America. I have no worries. Through my vantage point, I know I want to be in Charlotte. I know I want to stay in Charlotte. Everything else is pretty much in my own destiny, you know, for that. And I'm in a position right now where I told even Coach that you won't find nobody that's more dedicated and, and probably more hungry than myself to not only prove to him and the fans, but just to prove to myself and that I'm still capable of playing this game of football at a high level. That's Cam in his own words. Uh, is he reading off of cue cards, in your opinion? Is he dodging or evading the question, in your opinion? He didn't have to say all those things. He did not have to go on the record and say, my preference is to stay. David Tepper did not have to go on the record and say, my ideal is seeing Cam Newton in a Panthers uniform. We've all been around long enough that we know how to dodge questions. Heck, I'm a sports radio host. I know how to dodge questions if I have to. You don't say my, my ideal is continuing forward with Cam unless you're a liar, which David Tepper does not seem to be. You don't have to say, I don't see any reason I can't be a Panther. You don't have to say my goal is to remain with the Panthers. You don't have to say that my heart is in Charlotte. It's 20, well, roughly $20 million. Cam Newton, if cut by the Panthers, can get that somewhere else. He doesn't have to say what he said to Marty Smith and in other interviews down there. Call me naive. I actually believe both sides. I'm not saying Joe Person and others are wrong, David Newton of ESPN, et cetera. They're reading the tea leaves, and they're saying, man, the coach is new. The offensive coordinator is new. They haven't exactly committed to loving Cam's dual threat style, even if he were healthier. And we're not sure that he's going to be healthy or look anything like what he did in his prime. We don't know because the injuries keep mounting. I believe David Tepper for now, and I believe Cam Newton for now, and I believe their public comments for now. Things can change. As David Tepper himself said, if Cam's not healthy, once he emerges from this surgery and the recovery period, of course you have to reevaluate. You can't be too sentimental in either direction when it comes to such things. That was, I think, transparent Cam Newton. Could his tune change? 
once the agents get in his ear. Of course, it could. But Cam's, the little boy inside of him, has not really been the typical capitalistic guy. He just really hasn't. I know some people don't like him as a football player. He has stayed out of trouble as a member of the Carolina Panthers. Not everybody loves his Superman pose. Not everybody loves his personality. Not everybody loves his inaccuracy, etc. But he has stayed out of trouble. He has not been a prima donna. As Antonio Brown keeps getting arrested, Cam Newton has not been in those kinds of headlines. He has not made contract negotiations and extensions a negative. He has not been that bad apple in the locker room. I really think it stems from Cam Newton mostly being comfortable in his own skin, mostly mostly being a guy in his young 30s who in some ways has never really grown up. You can see his joy for the game. There is no – anybody who thinks that's contrived, you might as well just give up on life entirely. You just have such a cynical, just pessimistic view of the world. It's kind of like when people ask us, is Dick Vitale really that positive, that energetic? Does he really love basketball that much? Or is it just a big circus sideshow? I've gotten to know Dickie V fairly well over the last 30 years. It's who he is. Now, you can say he exaggerates it as a broadcaster and, you know, some of it is manufactured. Awesome, baby, with a capital A, right? I mean, does he take it to the next level in a way that he has to prepare for? Yes, right? All those catchphrases don't just come off the slip of the tongue. But is the authenticity there with his love of basketball, with his love of people, with his passion about the fight against cancer? Man, if you've given up on the idea that that's genuine and authentic, you might as well just give up on life entirely. Seriously. That's that's such a negative view of the world that, that I actually feel bad for you. If everywhere you look, you think there's some kind of ugly underbelly waiting to be exposed. Of course, there's plenty of that in the real world. But Dickie V is Dickie V. And at least those parts of Cam Newton, I believe to be authentic. I believe to be genuine. And whether you like or dislike other aspects of what he's brought to the Panthers over the last nine years, I think you're misreading the situation if you don't see those other things that way 1-800-849-2761 all right baseball Mookie Betts Pete Rose some want to make sure he's never in the Hall of Fame others say how can you leave the all-time hits leader out I'll tell you what the new wrinkle is in that 30 plus year old story Pete Rose is 78 years old and his representatives have a new argument for why he should be removed from the ineligible list which would allow him to be considered for the Hall of Fame finally after all of these years. He and Shoeless Joe Jackson, of course, the most famous examples of being left out despite those historic numbers from many years ago. More recent examples, you know, the controversy surrounding Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, etc., as they fell short of the Hall of Fame vote. But remember, they're on the ballot. Pete Rose and Shoeless Joe Jackson are not even allowed on the ballot. That's the distinction that they're trying to overcome right now. College hoops in four very, diff- four very different ways. Duke's Mike Krzyzewski, UNC's Roy Williams, NC State's Kevin Keats, and Wake Forest's Danny Manning are all part-time therapists and psychologists. Duke beat BC last night, but Coach K was unhappy with his players. Kevin Keats is leading the Wolfpack into Miami tonight, a team they just crushed in Raleigh, but they really need a win on the road to get back on a winning track and closer to the NCAA bubble. 
Wake Forest visits Louisville tonight. Obviously a tough assignment for a team that has been mired in misery for much of this season. NBA trade deadline. The Canes taking some lumps. Where I'm worried, where I'm not. We can get into all of it with your calls. 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Show. 1-800-849-2761. One thing I promised, John and Winston-Salem once in on Cam Newton and other NFL. It is National Signing Day. Our guest earlier, Mac Brown of the Tar Heels, is making the biggest waves with a consensus national top 20 class that some are calling the second best in the ACC behind only Dabo Sweeney and Clemson. College basketball is on our mind always in this state at this time of year. The Carolina Hurricanes took a big step back last night, kind of embarrassed by the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. Duke at Carolina awaits us on Saturday in college hoops. The NBA trade deadline awaits us tomorrow. The Houston Rockets are shipping out young center Clint Capella, so they're trying to build in a different way around James Harden and Russell Westbrook as they try to figure out a way to catch the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference. NC State desperately needs a win as the Wolfpack visits Miami tonight. Duke got a win at Boston College, but not before upsetting Mike Krzyzewski. He said they were not listening to him, his Blue Devils, and he was really unhappy about it. I don't think there's a high risk that Duke will show up similarly unsettled and unfocused in Chapel Hill after they clearly did that in Chestnut Hill. They've been on Trey Jones to cut down on his turnovers, and he threw some zombie-like, I can't believe he just did that passes last night, that are exactly the kind of turnovers that when you're on the road and you've got that crosshairs on your back and you're the Super Bowl for a school like Boston College and they have more people in attendance than they do for most of their opponents and they're good enough to win other games. BC just beat the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. That's no longer the deal it once was, but they have bitten others. They were barely below 500 in conference play, even as the, their overall record at BC was at the bottom of the conference standings. They scared the Devils. They led the Devils at halftime. Other than National Player of the Year candidate, and the guy who's the leader for ACC Player of the Year, Vernon Carey, Big Vern. He showed up ready to play. He had some foul problems. He made some mental mistakes. But he, his effort, his toughness, his focus, his I'm ready to be the solution was not in question. They got some of that from Cassius Stanley, another freshman as well. There wasn't enough of it from Trey Jones as a sophomore point guard. That was a disappointing development. And but for, you know, a little Joey Baker off the bench, a lot of big Vern down low, that could have easily been one that got away from the Blue Devils. Again, unlikely that you get that version of Duke and Chapel Hill. Why? What did Coach K say last night? This is where the therapists and psychologists comes in. You got to fight human nature to be great in this world. And the Blue Devils did not fight human nature. Coach K said, yeah, there's that game on Saturday, and everybody around campus is talking about it, and we all know Carolina's down, but we all know it's a big game anyway, and the students love it, and the players love it, and the moms and dads talk about it, and human nature is to look ahead. Coaches talk about it all the time. 
overlook your next opponent because you've got somebody else in your sights and you can't wait to play and participate in one of America's greatest sports rivalries. If you want to be great consistently, you must fight human nature. Coach K is a thousand percent correct about that. This is a West Point guy who, when he's not being a genius in basketball, has been a genius and has written books about leadership. It is human nature to do what when your alarm clock goes off at an unusually early time? It's human nature to either hit the snooze button or pull the plug out of the wall or throw the darn thing across the room. If you were out late last night or you don't like what time that alarm clock went off, it's human nature to not do the harder thing. Similarly, if you're a college basketball player, oh, it's a road game with Carolina next, and didn't we beat Boston College by like a 1,000 back at Cameron Indoor Stadium? And the answer is yes, they did. So you just assume you're going to beat them again. I mean, they weren't even competitive with you last time you saw them. That's the mistake of a young person. That's the mistake of somebody who hasn't been around the block. That's the mistake that most people make. Do most people in life successfully fight human nature? Or do most people in life hit the snooze button or turn off the alarm clock? Do you practice what you preach, or are you one of the many who don't back up your words with your actions? Human nature is you talk more boldly than you act. If you fight human nature, you take yourself seriously, and in a world where, you know, I say to my own kids and my own players in youth athletics, show me, don't tell me. Anybody can say anything. That's easy. It's human nature to try to say the right thing, to motivate yourself, to get yourself off the hook, to get yourself out of a tricky situation. you got to fight human nature by not just letting your words linger, but live up to whatever you promised somebody else or yourself that you would do. you got to fight human nature when you're on the road, midweek game, when America's greatest sports rivalry is awaiting you on Saturday. And if you're a Blue Devil, you're probably thinking of running the Tar Heels out of their own building. You want to hit them while they're down. You want to embarrass them on national TV. It has worked both ways in that rivalry for the 30-plus years that I have covered it. What's human nature? To eat healthy or to always squeeze in the drive through window, maybe the greasiest, unhealthiest version available? Human nature is to just cut corners, man. You're running late. It's harder. you got to fight human nature. If you're trying to get healthier, trying to get in shape, it's harder to get to the gym. It's harder to eat healthier. You got to fight human nature if you want to accomplish things in business, in sports, with your own health, etc. Coach K did not believe his Blue Devils fought human nature very well. They got out of town with the win, but barely so. Vernon Carey is the man, and he helped rescue them on a night that they were not at their best. John and Winston Salem once in on Cam Newton. I'll offer more of how and why Roy Williams, Kevin Keats, and Danny Manning all have to play part-time therapists and psychologists as well. John, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, Glenn. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? Uh, I believe that uh, David Tepper and Matt Rule will keep Cam Newton in uh, in Carolina. Reason being, I, uh, it's still at the forefront of my mind that David Tepper said he was not going to put up with mediocrity. Yeah. And he knows for a fact that starting over – and rebooting the team basically means he's going. His team is going to have to be mediocre for at least the next three or four years because they do not have the groundbreaking pieces that they used to have at yep. least 
two or three years ago. Man, they've missed. They've lost their foundation, basically. There's about 12 guys that you would have thought of as foundation pieces over the last three years. And some left two years ago, some left last year, some left at the end of this year. But that is now a long, long, long list. I'm glad you brought that up because among Cam Newton's comments that we did not play for you today, he actually said that he believes these Panthers have surrounded him with things that he has not always had in the past. Now, I don't know if that's just like the nice thing you say because you're being interviewed on Radio Row at the Super Bowl and you don't want to say anything bad about your new locker room. It is true that he has Christian McCaffrey in a way that he did not have earlier in his career. But I don't know, are, are Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore that good at wide receiver? Is Ian Thomas or somebody else going to be that good at tight end? Is the reconfigured offensive line going to be that much better than what has Cam, Cam has had in the past? I don't know about that. Maybe he was just being nice. But I think Cam sees some promise, including with McCaffrey, taking some of the load off of his shoulders. And I agree with you that David Tepper is not wired in a way that a longer-term rebuild is on his mind. Like, Matt Rule is new. Matt Rule got a long contract, which shows that David Tepper is going to be, by necessity, patient if he has to. But when I look at that roster, does anybody out there see a playoff team? Whether it's let's, – let's pretend. Cam is healthy after his foot surgery. Cam stays with the Panthers. When you look at that depth chart – and we got a long way to go, free agency, draft, et cetera – does anybody out there see a playoff team right now? I mean, I don't. When they were all healthy and you had, you know, a not-yet-old Ryan Khalil snapping the ball to Cam Newton and record-setting pass-catching tight end Greg Olson, part of Cam Newton's arsenal. And at that point, it was like the rookie Christian McCaffrey helping out of the backfield. And depending on the year, they had some weapons at wide receiver. I don't know, man. The offensive line was a train wreck this year. You hope Ian Thomas is the next answer at tight end. You hope Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore keep evolving as young wide receivers. But I don't know if I would feel well surrounded if I were Cam Newton. Again, maybe that was just being nice rather than totally being genuine. But uh, that was one thing worth adding given your comments. The whole thing comes down to me, Cam Newton's health, which we don't know the answer to and won't for a while. And then the truth serum answers from Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, and Matt Rule, the head coach. They have, like if we were no cameras, no microphones, just having some beers with Matt Rule and Joe Brady, does Cam Newton fit what you guys like offensively or not? Or some coaches will say it doesn't matter what I like. I build around the talents of my players, which is okay as well. Do you see enough in a healthy Cam Newton that you want to build around his unique dual threat style? There is a truth serum answer to that. And there's no way Matt Rule and Joe Brady are saying it out loud. Why? Well, if secretly you're hoping to trade Cam Newton, you sure as heck aren't going to say anything negative about him publicly. Oh, yeah, you know, there's five different approaches to offense that I would be willing to try, and Cam's not a good, at this stage of his career, he's no longer a good fit for four of the five. And I don't really like the one that he's a good fit for, so we're going to get rid of him. I mean, that's, that doesn't jack up his trade value if you want to go that route. And, of course, if they're going to turn the page, you'd rather get something for Cam Newton rather than seeing him walk away for nothing. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Duke at Carolina, we have to wait until Saturday. NC State has an important game at Miami tonight. Wake Forest 
has a game at Louisville tonight. Lower expectations, of course, for the Demon Deacons. And Duke did beat Boston College, but not without getting scared by the Eagles. More of you want in with your questions or comments on college basketball. I will chime in with more of my own coaches as psychologists. Caniacs are upset about the Carolina Hurricanes. They got embarrassed last night in St. Louis. That is a very good opponent playing on its home ice, and those Blues are leading the Western Conference. What am I concerned about and what am I not concerned about when it comes to the Carolina Hurricanes? More of my thoughts on that topic as well with more of yours. National Signing Day in college football. NBA Trade Deadline Day is tomorrow. Other kinds of Super Bowl leftovers. Pete Rose, Mookie Betts, and other baseball. Your questions and comments are welcome on those at 1-800-849-2761. Next on The David Glenn Show. The David Glenn Show, where the great guests have so much fun, they never want to leave. I'll come give you a pep talk before your next show if you need me to. We could use that from you, Webb Simpson, anytime. Hey, I'll be your intern after this, this is everything it. open, man. We'll take Joe Harris as an intern every day <laughs> and twice on Sunday. Listen weekdays to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Last call for phone calls. On college football's National Signing Day, the day before the NBA trade deadline, Canes lost at St. Louis last night in ugly fashion. I'll tell you what I'm alarmed by and what I'm not alarmed by. Duke over BC. Blue Devils clearly the better team. Coach K said his players were not listening to him last night. And it is stupid not to listen. I agree with him. If he was my basketball coach, if he was yours, wouldn't you listen to the guy who's won more games than anybody else, especially when it comes to matters of basketball? Yes, Virginia Tech got crushed at Georgia Tech last night, fading further from any sorts of NCAA tournament dreams, the Hokies. NC State is trying to avoid that fate as the Wolfpack visits Miami tonight, 1-800-849-2761. Coaches as psychologists. Mike Krzyzewski wanted his Blue Devils to fight human nature going to Chestnut Hill, and he thinks they failed that test. They were not focused enough. They were not prepared enough. They were not ready to win the battle of effort and toughness. And the Eagles led them by three at halftime. And then the Devils out-talented them to bail them out of the predicament. And Coach K knows that against a better opponent, come the ACC tournament or, more importantly, the NCAA tournament, you show up with that kind of an attitude against a better team and you're down at the half – you're not going to be out, able to out-talent everybody. Maybe in the first round, but even the Blue Devils of years past have lost in the round of 64 when not ready for that intensity and that platform. you got to be at your best more consistently. you got to fight human nature, and that's a therapist-type role that Coach K will have to continue in moving forward. Kevin Keats, in a different way, has to be part psychologist as well because – if you watch a lot of ACC basketball, I think you would come to the same conclusion that I would in this regard. There are a lot of teams in this league that simply do not have enough players to make the NCAA tournament. In all seriousness, Wake doesn't have enough players. Even Clemson, in the middle of the standings, does not have enough players. Boston College does not have enough players. Miami, no big men of significance at all. Three good guards, not enough in this league. Not enough balance inside and out. you got to have something to protect the rim at some point. You can't just outscore everybody all the time. Carolina has its own unique version of this story. Pitt, at, under Jeff Capel, more talented in his second year with the Panthers. 
but I would argue still not enough talent to be expected to make the NCAA tournament. One team that has underachieved is Notre Dame. To me, they have enough talent to make a run at an NCAA bid, and they're not even close to the bubble. Another team that is underachieving, but the good news for the Wolfpack is they're not as much a long shot as, say, the Fighting Irish. The Fighting Irish have one of the best players in this league in John Mooney. They have other juniors and seniors all over the rotation, and they are still slumping, you know, barely in the NIT picture, long, long way from the NCAA tournament bubble. So the good news is the Wolfpack, like the Fighting Irish, does, does have enough horses to make a run at an NCAA bid. And the better news is, unlike the Fighting Irish, they have not dug themselves as big a hole. I have seen the ugly losses lately. I did see the disappointing home loss to a struggling UNC team. And I saw the dominating win by Louisville at PNC Arena when a resume builder was at stake for the Wolfpack. The reason I bring up the therapy and psychology is in part because Kevin Keats said something that most coaches will not say out loud on his last visit here on the David Glenn Show. He talked about, Darren, when you were graduating from either Emory and Henry in Virginia or coming toward the end of your grad, you're a one-year grad student, right, at Elon. What a, what a wimpy graduate degree that is. What a change. Just what a change. Um, were you concerned in the month of February about what you would be doing? I'm trying to think back to my college or law school days. You graduate in like May, right? May, yeah, for All both right. cases so, for me. So February, you're three months out. Do you recall the anxiety, the feeling, the wondering, any nervousness, any speculation, any disappointment? any anything about what it felt like, man, I'm three months from starting the real world. Now, you had it twice. I had it twice as well. Coming out of undergrad with a journalism degree, coming out of law school with a, a law school degree. I didn't have the anxiety because I knew what I was doing. Guys like Markel Johnson and C.J. Bryce, who theoretically should be the foundation of an NCAA tournament team, it's one thing to hope that certain players are capable of something. All those other teams that are out of the running also hope. They just didn't see the growth. Growth is more speculative. When you can point to a player and say, oh, no, I'm not speculating on what he can do. I know what he can do. I saw Markel Johnson hit 40-plus percent three-pointers. I saw Markel Johnson be among league leaders in assists. I saw Markel Johnson be a 75% free-throw shooter. I saw C.J. Bryce be a star at UNC Wilmington and gradually become a star in November and December, he was an all-ACC player for the Wolfpack. His numbers would have reflected an all-ACC honor. Now, he has crashed and burned since then. But the therapist role involves whatever that feeling was. Did you have that anxiety? Were you worried about interviews? Were you worried about your resume? Because Coach Keith says his seniors are feeling as basketball players the stress that others on the verge of graduation feel about their job markets. And for C.J. Bryce and Markel Johnson, you might not think of them as NBA players, and I get that. But unless you understand the basketball world where there are six-figure jobs waiting for quality ACC basketball players who may not be good enough for the NBA, I mean they are plentiful. But they're not so plentiful that they are unlimited. So you got to prove who you are. you got to reinforce who you are. 
And with Markel, it's more psychological, has to be. Who forgets how to shoot free throws? Most of the guys that you know as lousy free throw shooters have always been lousy free throw shooters. They don't go from 75% to barely over 50%. That doesn't happen. But Kevin Keats talked about the self-imposed pressure. Are you dodging my question, or did you feel any of those anxieties? No, I mean, those are real, certainly. I don't know that it's an exact parallel. For the most part, I had an idea of what I was going to be doing, but, you know, and and others around you secure jobs sooner than others. Um, So, no, I mean, it's, it's for certain it's real. So you can imagine that if these guys want to continue playing basketball afterward, well, they're not going to know beforehand, before graduation, before the end of their season in this parallel and unlike us you know if you got nervous for this potential employer and an interview that you had right unlike us the world was not watching on espnu as right as if we, i fumble through an interview question exactly to a to, to a potential employer whereas if you dribble your ball off the <laughs> off your foot yeah it, 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 the whole world is there to see If you score zero points in back-to-back games, as C.J. Bryce did coming out of concussion problems, the whole world is there to see. Including other potential employers. Exactly. Exactly. And you have this loyal, passionate Wolfpack Nation who is rooting for you and behind you and celebrated some of the highs of earlier this season. And you know they're on your side, but they also you also know that they know you're O for your last 72 or whatever from the field. Exaggeration, but you get the point. And you want to please them, and you want to please the potential employer, and you want to do well in what is essentially an interview, just in a different way for what you're going to do post-NC State. Those guys are feeling it, man. And, and, and this is not a vintage Kevin Keats team. But when I say they have enough horses, I mean there's enough talent, experience, and depth to make the NCAA tournament. I, would, I wasn't sure they had it two years ago, and Kevin Keats, to his credit, got them to the NCAA tournament. I thought they were right on the line again last year, and they barely fell short. I'm not saying they have Duke, Florida State, Louisville-type talent. They don't. Nobody in this league does outside of those three. But are they more like UVA? Are they more like Syracuse? Two teams that are closer to the bubble and two teams that I have not given up on uh, in, in a weird year for the ACC. Yes, I think the Wolfpack belongs near Virginia and Syracuse. Whereas, why is Virginia Tech crashing and burning? Because they are who we knew they were. They have six freshmen in their nine-man rotation. They have almost no experience whatsoever. They have a great coach in Mike Young who had him overachieving earlier this year. I was celebrating that story, and I still do. But if you really thought that ACC head coaches, including some Hall of Famers, were not going to figure out that the Hokies are undersized, they're young, they have trouble on the boards, they're not very good at getting to the free throw line, and if you can get after them on the three-point line, you're probably going to slow them down, if not stop them offensively. Well, Hall of Fame coaches can see what we can see. And sure enough, the Hokies are crashing back to earth. Why? Not because Mike Young stopped being a great basketball coach. Not because Landers Nolly stopped being an all-ACC player. Because great coaches see your weaknesses, and over time they see more of them and they, they exploit them. The Hokies are right where they're supposed to be, actually. Given their horses, they're an NIT team at best. 
And if they make the NIT, I will still salute Mike Young because he's still overachieved, even if he keeps fading from the NCAA tournament picture. I think Tony Bennett has enough horses, and I think he's going to make it on the bubble right now. I think Jim Beheim, Hall of Famer, has enough horses, and I think he's going to make it, although they're on the outside right now. I think NC State, with DJ Funderburk, one of the most efficient big men in this league, down low. Yes, you need to play therapist with your players on the couch. You need the better version of Markel Johnson and C.J. Bryce down the stretch. I think Devin Daniels is a better version of himself this year than he has been in the past. I think Manny Bates is a wonderful addition as a freshman or redshirt freshman as a specialist, right? He's a defender. He's a shot blocker. He's a rebounder. Who knows what he can be down the road, but we already know how he can help this year's Wolfpack. That's a valuable rim protector right there. It's okay if he doesn't give as much offensively at this stage of his career. There's enough inside. There's enough outside in that in those juniors and seniors who have been around the block as long as they can shake these cobwebs, as long as they can get through the pressure of feeling that they're failing job interviews. They can get through the pressure of feeling everybody knows Markel Johnson, how my shooting numbers have crashed. And he probably goes to sleep at night not sure why he has stopped being able to hit three-pointers and free throws at the amazing rate that he did a year ago. If it's confusing to us, it's probably more stressful to him because if he knew the answer, he would have figured it out by now. C.J. Bryce coming off a concussion just adds a whole another layer of stress and anxiety and uncertainty. I still think they have it in them. They dominated Miami and Raleigh. They have a chance to get back on a winning track visiting Miami tonight. I still believe in Kevin Keats as a good coach. Will it be two NCAA tournaments in his first three years, or will they fall short for the second year in a row? It's not as compelling a narrative as just seeing how high Duke, Louisville, and Florida State can fly. But in Chapel Hill with Roy Williams and in Raleigh under Kevin Keats, I think we have two fascinating stories still worth following, even though obviously neither is a vintage team under those coaches. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand to hug to hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him, no hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Thanks to UNC's Mac Brown for dropping by on what was for him and others a very successful college football national signing day part two. Dallin Cuff of ESPN and the ACC Network. Remember, it's Super Blue Saturday at Top of the Hill in Chapel Hill. Starting at noon, the doors open, leading up to that 6 o'clock tip on ESPN between the Devils and the Heels. More on that matchup later this week, of course. Lavelle Moten, NC Central head coach and all-around great guy, dropped by as well. Thanks to you for your participation. I will be in Wilmington tomorrow. Our good friend Scott Hamilton will be my guest host as I am the master of ceremonies at the Coach Bill Dooley Education Foundation luncheon tomorrow in Wilmington at Cape Fear Community College. It is a sold-out event. My good friend John Bunting gets to introduce me. I get to introduce Mac Brown. 
So it's back-to-back -back days with me and Mac. Your TV picks tonight include some NBA, Magic, Celtics, Heat, Clippers, and otherwise, of course, State as at Miami, as we discussed, Wake at Louisville as well. Get some hockey if that's your flavor. Enjoy the games, and I'll see you Friday on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people in North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.